Today we talk about early recruitment of follicles in IVF. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, today we talk about it. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. You may have heard your doctor once talk about early recruitment. Early recruitment is a term that's not defined exactly from every clinic, so some may call it different things. So the first thing we need to talk about is what is early recruitment and why does it matter? In a basic nutshell, early recruitment means that your body is recruiting the follicles at the beginning of the month earlier than expected. Now, to understand this, you have to understand what does that mean. Every month, when the woman has a period, that month is broken up into two parts, what's called the follicular phase and what's called the luteal phase. The follicular phase is when the follicles are growing, getting ready to pick the best egg to be released. Now, in IVF, obviously, we are making more eggs grow, but we're still making those eggs that were originally selected at the beginning of the month in that follicular phase. Once the egg ovulates, you're in the luteal phase. And in the luteal phase, that's when the body makes progesterone, waiting for an embryo to implant. Typically, the follicular phase is going to be somewhere around 12 to 14 days, and the Luteal phase is also going to be somewhere around 12 to 14 days, giving people usually a 28-day menstrual cycle, 14 days in the follicular phase and 14 days in the luteal phase. This means when someone has a menstrual cycle of 35 days, they have approximately 21 days in the follicular phase to grow the follicle and 14 days in the luteal phase. And when someone has a 21-day menstrual cycle, they are in the follicular phase for about seven days and the luteal phase for the 14 days. So as you can see, the follicular phase can change. The luteal phase normally doesn't unless there's a thing called a luteal phase defect, which is not very common for most people. Now it's normal for some people to just have a shorter cycle. Many women have 24 day cycles or 28 day cycles, but that doesn't mean that they can't have early recruitment. If they have a 25-day cycle and their cycles all of a sudden change to 21 days, they probably are having early recruitment, especially if they're older, which happens when women get more mature. That takes us to the next part, which is it's normal. As women get more mature, as they get older, one of the things that happens is their cycles get closer and closer together. So even though they're 28 days apart naturally when they're younger, as they get older, all of a sudden they get closer to like 21 days. And that's because the body is not able to suppress the FSH anymore. And so their body is recruiting those eggs too early. So for most women, if you check their follicles on let's say day two or three of their cycle, you'll find most of the follicles are very small, under 10 millimeters. But someone who has early recruitment If you look on day two or three, you find they have follicles that can be 14 millimeters, 16 millimeters, 
they've already started growing those follicles in the point where they're still having their menses. For these women who are more mature, their cycles get shorter and shorter and then eventually get longer and longer. And the reason for that change is that's when they're going to perimenopause. So at that point, they get shorter and shorter because of their recruitment, but then eventually they become resistant and then they don't ovulate like they're supposed to. And so the cycles get longer and longer until eventually they stop. But this isn't about perimenopause. This isn't even about natural. I want you to understand what is natural so you can understand what early recruitment is. So someone who is, let's say, younger, who has 28-day cycles, but then in IVF, we start noticing that she develops the follicles earlier, things could have changed. Now maybe she has diminished ovarian reserve. And so when we see early recruitment, it's a concern that someone could have potentially lower egg quality or their eggs are acting older such as women who are older, whose cycles start to shorten. You rarely see early recruitment in young women who have normal follicle counts. So rarely do I see someone who's 25 who has 20 follicles and gets early recruitment. It's not going to really happen. Where you usually expect to see there's women who are a little bit more mature, who have fewer eggs, and who already have diminished ovarian reserve. They tend to have this early recruitment. And what this looks like in a treatment cycle is that where everyone else, let's say on day five, has follicles around 10 or 12 millimeters, their follicles are almost 18 about ready to ovulate. So they're recruiting the eggs early and then they're developing faster. Imagine if you were going to run a race with a bunch of people and some of the people said, well, we're just going to take off a little bit early. They're going to have a head start and they're going to be ahead of everyone. Now, if everything grows at that pace, not a big deal because you're like, oh, well, we're all running and we all cheated and left early. No problem. The problem is that really happens. Usually you just have one follicle or a second one that grows and the rest of them are behind it. And that is where the problem lies. Follicles usually grow in cohorts. And so as I've talked about in other podcasts, there's a zone of maturity between about 15 and 20 millimeters. Now, yes, there are people out there who let follicles get into the 24 and 26. And I can assure you that pretty much all the top clinics do not do that because those eggs are probably post-mature. Sure, you may get more embryos, but the quality will be poor. And so if you're one of the clinics who tries to get them in that zone and not be above that zone, it gets harder when you have early recruitment because now if you have two follicles are growing faster and you have other follicles below it, they're not ready, then if you trigger, you're only going to get the two or three eggs and all the other ones below it will be immature. Now you could say, well, just let them get bigger. Well, that is an option. So if you let those follicles get bigger and now they're, let's say, 24, 28, but the other follicles are in that zone of maturity, then you'll get those. And that's a very reasonable plan if you have, let's say, 12, 15 eggs and you just have two big ones, who cares? That's perfectly fine. The problem is, what if you only make four or five eggs? This becomes a big problem because what do you do? Do you go after two? Do you go after three? And that is where the issue comes up. The second issue that comes up with early recruitment is depending what protocol you're on. If you're using a protocol where you're using an antagonist to prevent ovulation, you're going to have to start it early. Most of the time you don't start until like day five or six, but if you have early recruitment, you could be starting that on day four or five. 
Now, there's no harm in starting an antagonist medication to block ovulation early. It just costs more money because you're using more meds. Now, there are some protocols that can affect. If you're taking, let's say, Clomid or you're taking Letrozole, starting an antagonist too early can make the flare effect of that Letrozole or Clomid not work because you'd be blocking it with the antagonist. So in summary so far, this is a natural phenomenon that happens to many, many women as they get more mature in life. But what we're talking about is when it happens to people trying to get pregnant and we don't want it to happen. And so the question comes up is we talked about what you can do about letting them get bigger or trying to go after a bigger cohort and let the other ones get larger or vice versa. But what about, is there any treatment we can do to prevent early recruitment? The answer is yes. As a matter of fact, years ago when we used to use what we call a Lupron agonist protocol, this really wasn't a thing. Because remember, it's the human body making the hormones early. It's not the doctor giving too much hormone early or anything like that that's causing the early recruitment. The problem with Lupron protocols is they have two issues. The first is they're very suppressive. So if you're one of those people who have early recruitment and you don't make a lot of eggs, using a very suppressive protocol like a Lupron agonist protocol is going to suppress you so much you're going to make fewer eggs. So sure, you don't get the early recruitment, but you're also getting less eggs. So it could be a little bit of an issue. The other problem with Lupron agonist protocols is that if you make too many eggs, you're going to go into ovarian hyperstimulation and there's no way to prevent it. You can't take a Lupron trigger, which is one of the treatments for ovarian hyperstimulation if you're concerned about it. So now you just have to bite the bullet or cancel the cycle. And many cycles were canceled when people were doing Lupron agonist cycles. So what most people do nowadays are what are called antagonist cycles, which is where we are letting the body naturally make eggs and then assisting it with hormones. And then at the very end, we're blocking the ovulation. That allows us to have less suppression. But the other benefit is, is we can use a Lupron trigger then because then we can make them ovulate naturally and basically reduce the chance of ovarian hyperstimulation by down to almost zero. The problem is, is that if you have someone who's an early recruiter, it's not going to work because their body's still going to make those hormones. And so you're in this dilemma of, do I use a Lupron protocol where I can oversuppress them and they make fewer eggs? And so one of the things I do is I'll actually use an antagonist prior to stimulation. So when people are on, let's say, a birth control, I will add something like Ganarelix And that will then prevent their body from releasing hormones too early and recruit the eggs. That way, when they stop it and they go right into the stimulation, they aren't going to have that early recruitment. That's different than when people have spreading of the cohorts. Spreading of the cohorts means when your eggs are not as synchronized and they're very spread out from, let's say, between 15 and 22 millimeters when when they're growing. That's different than early recruitment. So doing this treatment of giving an antagonist between the point of stopping birth control to the point of starting stimulation only stops early recruitment, meaning the eggs growing ahead from the body. But it doesn't mean that you're always going to have perfect synchronization. That's independent of this. Now, as I mentioned, when people have this, one of the things I get concerned about is poor egg quality because rarely does someone do this 
who doesn't have diminished ovarian reserve. And so if your doctor says you have this, it probably means you do have diminished ovarian reserve. And that's fine. As long as your doctor recognizes it, you can now make the adjustments you need to do to be able to have a better cycle. Because if you can stop early recruitment, you can have a better cohort of eggs that are growing into the zone of maturity at the right time, giving you the chance to have the most amount of eggs at that time to potentially have the most amount of success. So now we know what early recruitment is. We now know what's associated with, and we talked about what you can do about it. So if you have it, you don't need to be worried. We can do stuff about it, and your doctor may call it something different, but the point is, it's the same concept. And remember, it's not something you're doing. It's not because you're taking the medication wrong, or there's something unusual about your body. This is a natural process that happens for women as they get older. It's just that, unfortunately, for some people, this process is happening when they're younger. And that's because they have diminished ovarian reserve. And so if this happens, the focus is to be on treating it and also to set expectations that you do have diminished ovarian reserve. In the end, the good news is there's something you can do about it and you can improve your chances of having success with IVF. One question someone may ask is, what about artificial inseminations, IUIs? Is it an issue there? It's not going to be as big of an issue there because you're not trying to get the most amount of eggs with an IUI. You're only shooting for a few eggs. So even if there's a bit of a spread and you have early recruitment, no big deals. You got two follicles. That's really all you're going for. It's only an IVF where you're trying to get a bunch of eggs that it becomes a problem by having this early recruitment. I think the last point I want to make is it doesn't hurt your cycle, meaning if you have a follicle that's growing and it's bigger, it's not going to hurt the other eggs because it's growing. Now, yes, that bigger follicle may be post-mature, but the point is, is that it's not going to hurt the other eggs. So I don't want you to feel like, well, if I have early recruitment, all my eggs are bad. Not at all. It just means that those follicles that are too big won't be as good or the follicles are too small may be immature. The quality of the eggs is going to come from the fact if you have good egg quality or diminished ovarian reserve. And like we said, if you have early recruitment, you probably have diminished ovarian reserve. But in the end, I've had many pregnancies with people with early recruitment. And it never worries me because I know how to treat it. But understand, don't be upset at your doctor if it happens because it's one of those things that you learn after the fact. The only thing that can maybe think you have early recruitment is if your cycle day three estrogen levels are very high. If your cycle day three estrogen levels are above 80, you probably do have early recruitment unless there was a cyst. So you have to look at the ultrasound on day three, and if you have follicles that are growing big and your estrogen levels are up, you probably do have early recruitment. And again, you probably have shorter cycles. Hopefully this was helpful for you know everyone just to learn and possibly if you have early recruitment, it's kind of nice to know, you know what causes it and should you be concerned. I apologize if anything was difficult to hear today. I am sick, but I wanted to make sure to still do this episode today. As always, if you like this, please tell your friends about our podcast. Give us a review on your favorite medium. And as always, I look forward to talking to you next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday.